0: Here is the Netflix description from Tudum. Again, <laughs> <laughs> does anybody know about this, ex- this website's existence? This is the official it Netflix description. It must be Tudum,
1: right? Could it be anything? T-U-D-U-M. Tudum? Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown, I'm Kristen.
0: And I'm her little brother, William.
1: And from unknown to unsolved, the mysteries of life, we're discussing some of the paranormal episodes of the new Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm.
0: that was a great <laughs> opening. It was dramatic and operatic and... Cute. Wonderful.
1: I'm nothing if not dramatic and operatic.
0: So they're calling it Volume 3 on Netflix, yeah. is my understanding.
1: Yep, yeah, I think it's just kind of like seasons. Yeah. Yeah,
0: basically. But they refer
1: to them as volumes instead.
0: But so there is a, a new crop of episodes out, mm-hmm. and had you already watched these, and then you suggested them, or did you know yeah. their sort of reputation?
1: No, I'd watched them. You'd already watched so, them. Yep.
0: So yeah, we're gonna look at uh, they're they're pretty UFO. Heavy. One of them is straight up all mm-hmm. about a UFO, and then the other one's sort of just like UFOs are certainly part of a tapestry, yeah, of stuff that phenomena might be going on. But I think it's safe to say that we're gonna be spoiling. A couple yeah. of episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Yep. Um, one is titled Something in the Sky, and the other is called
1: Paranormal Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so these are the two uh, paranormal episodes from this most recent recent batch of shows that got released on Netflix.
0: Are they the only paranormal episodes in this batch? Yeah. That's it?
1: So far. I, I mean, there's going to be... a So it's a three-week event. We, as we're recording, are two weeks into the three-week event. Oh, okay. And I believe. I
0: believe. I didn't even realize that.
1: And then there's going to be another batch of episodes dropped. And it seems like it's going to follow the pattern that there's, like, one paranormal, a couple of true crime. And that's the way it's kind of been going. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Yeah. Remember when what? TV made, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> was easy to understand. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna both like praise the idea of like shows just sort of doing what they need to do to exist and right. and, and experimenting with formats and structure and everything, but like I've been getting like into uh refining my movie collection and stuff mm-hmm. in the past week and uh even just going online and seeing people refer to like here are T V series and movies and it's like, Well, I don't know, like Halloween Kills was dropped on Peacock. Yeah uh TV se- how I don't know how anything is different from each other anymore. Yeah. It should just be series or movie. Yeah. And I don't know what series yeah, right, right. You know? I don't know what series like drops in like chunks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you're three episodes at a jump.
1: They're doing that a ton now.
0: It's binge meets serialized.
1: Right, right. Like not giving you everything all at the same time, but doing it in batches instead. So you still get to binge somewhat but they can still have you on the hook for multiple weeks, seems to be this new model.
0: I have to say, I, I haven't been keeping up with everything that Disney's been putting out from mm-hmm. like the MCU, the Marvel shows, yeah. and the Star Wars shows. But over there, I know that it is one a week. Right. And it makes you go like, oh, I can't wait for Wednesday. Next There's going to be a new episode of the Cassian Andor show. Yes. That I can wrap my head around.
1: No, it definitely is consistent. We're in week two of a three-week thing,
0: and they're, yeah. they're going to be plopping droplets of unsolved right. Mysteries.
1: That's what they did with the mole, too. It's confusing. So it, maybe it's a Netflix thing? I maybe. don't know. I mean, they actually, they also did that on HBO Max with Pretty Little Liars. It was like three episodes one week, two episodes the next week. It's a thing. A good thing? Not particularly. It's just something they're doing. Yeah, it's just something that's happening. It's something they do now. I guess I would say I'm indifferent. But the thing is, I guess you don't, it's it's weird that you don't it's not clear. You're right. Like yeah, you I don't know, know what's going the on. standard thing is one per week. Yeah. This is like how many do i have loaded on here right now like yeah. what is this going to allow me to watch that was what oh we'll just was we'll just
0: like give you feed pellets whenever we want
1: kind of that's basically that's what would weird. happen when i watched the mole because i think some season excuse me some weeks there would be two episodes dropped and some weeks there were three so i sort of was just sort of waiting to see whether the next episode little chiron was going to come up or not or i would go back to the menu to see how invested i should be and like when I should be waiting for the cliffhanger. It's very weird. I mean, I'm not a puppet. So I guess the answer is I don't like it. There are no strings on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, look, I've got strings coming out of every which way when it comes to these streaming services. They've gotten by them.
0: It's, uh, it's getting outrageous. I know. You just got to wait. There's too things. much. There's too much good stuff out there these days. It's It's a spoil of riches. Yeah. Just wait a year.
1: Right, and then it'll all be out. It'll
0: all be out, and then he can do the whole thing or whatever. I don't know.
1: Right, but so as Chucky a-
0: is airing one one at a time every week, and I'm loving it. Yeah, loving it. I get the anxiety of being like, oh man, I wish it was Wednesday because the the new Chucky. Right. I can't do that if it's like, I don't know, uh, Netflix pooped out three more Unsolved Mysteries and I guess I better gobble them up now because it'll be months until the next one or something. Right, and it's weird.
1: You never know when it's coming. I don't know. No, it, it is very strange. Whatever. So as we're recording, I, I, I believe that there are some more episodes of this volume of Unsolved Mysteries to come. Sure. But where it stands, I had watched these two paranormal episodes and told will about them and i wanted him to just as a person wanted you to watch them we so we could talk about them and then we were like well why don't we do it on the show it's Mm -hmm. it's a little bit in the style of our second podcast which is on patreon called the netherworld dispatch because we'll talk about things that we've watched over there but we figured why not do it over here
0: give you a little flavor of the patreon right also almost literally because uh this past monday it's out literally right this second for people we watched some Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. We literally watch it on the show and pause it and comment and look stuff up. It's it's super fun. Right. Um, the
1: Farina version.
0: Yeah. When man. it was
1: hosted by Dennis Farina after Robert Stack.
0: If you thought that the Netflix Unsolved Mysteries was the first time it's been brought back after Robert Stack. The, yeah. The, one, the guy that is the icon of the franchise. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Jammed in there. Dennis Farina hosted it. Yep. Uh, and so we watched episode one of his tenure. <laughs> and it was... It was really fun. It was good. Which is why, how do you feel about Netflix Unsolved Mysteries? Have you been keeping up with this the whole time?
1: No, I, I've dipped in and out. I think I watched all of the first, I guess volume, I guess they don't call it season. Um, I guess I watched all of the first volume, but then after that I've only watched these paranormal episodes. Yeah. Um, so the way that I feel about it is that I think it's a really good show, but it doesn't feel anything like Unsolved Mysteries whatsoever. Not at all. And I wish that there was a reboot of that, uns- like a more faithful reboot of Unsolved Mysteries with a host and with segments and having a little bit of that nostalgic feel to it. Have
0: you listened to the podcast?
1: I, I think same deal. Like I've listened to like a couple of the paranormal episodes.
0: I specifically put it on today mm-hmm. just to see. Because I, I almost forgot that there was an Unsolved Mysteries podcast. For all I knew, it was a companion to the show, where it's like, no. "Well, you'll get more of that particular episode in this episode of the podcast." But it's right. not. It's it's a unique episodes, and it is hosted,
1: mm-hmm. and it
0: is hosted by somebody who is doing something of a spooky voice. To be honest, yeah, uh, uh, Steve French. Okay, and he he's not Robert Stack, but no one is. Right, he's great. He does a great job of being like we're going to find out about Bigfoot this week and how he was tormenting this person. Mm-hmm. And it pulls you into that that hosted, somebody who is there to sort of... Um, uh, uh, like
1: guide you through it.
0: Guide you through it, but also spackle over time jumps and stuff and be like, 15 years later, they went into the woods and encountered this. And I say that specifically because it took me Two or three attempts mm-hmm. to watch the Netflix show. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. Yeah. It is long. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, in my estimation, so boring. I oh. can't I can't even believe it.
1: Oh, I don't feel that way. Like
0: I like if you are having trouble sleeping, I would say <laughs> toss it on. Put it on. It is it, it is so like it's two things at once. It's like I marvel at its construction. Mm-hmm. And also I just think like this is not what Unsolved Mysteries ever was. No. To be like, each episode <laughs> is a 45 minute long documentary. Right. Um, it is so slow paced. It is not reveling in mystery, mm-hmm. it is just sort of laying out facts. Yeah. And then
1: Yeah, because, I mean, this is presumably supposed to be somewhat like the old show, where if you have further information, you can get in touch, because perhaps you can help solve a mystery. There's the thing at the end, so it is just laying out the facts for you.
0: But Robert Stack said that, too, and his show was spooky and fun, and yes. it was a half hour long, and they would cover, like, five mysteries.
1: I know, if anything, it was, it was ahead of its time. It was like a oh. show for the TikTok generation, yeah. as they say, because it was like, fast cut zooming text coming in at you from the screen yes colors whatever here's a, here's a ghost not, story yeah
0: now all of a sudden here's a very depressing murder story Right. but here's a ufo tale yeah that's in a half hour it, it, it's incredible it was half an hour i, pro- I don't know maybe i'm making that i up.
1: don't think that's yeah i don't <clears throat> my think that's point true. is that
0: and really is that an episode would be about multiple things Definitely. and then the netflix show is like well no 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 Here's 15 seconds of footage of like a frog, <laughs> and then the the VO will come back in. Yeah, yeah. Because we're giving you the ambiance uh-huh. of a place, and I'm like, just get on with it. I, I Kristen, I couldn't believe it.
1: <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't felt this way.
0: Did it? Do, do you find it? I, and I saw, and I think I'm really in the minority. Mm-hmm. But did did do you find it like spooky, or comfortable, or or something? Yeah, okay. yeah,
1: yeah. Like, atmospheric, spooky vibe. It thing. almost... I don't know. Yeah. Not scary or anything, Atmospheric
0: but. is... Uh, the atmosphere of it is... It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is beautifully shot. Yeah. It is beautifully edited. This is really just, like, a stylistic, like... Mm-hmm. It just doesn't fit what I'm looking for from something like this. Yeah. I needed these to be both in one episode or something. Right. And then for them to just move on. Yeah. Um
1: I wonder if they've. Fa- I mean, it could have nothing to do with it, but when I was thinking about wishing that Unsolved Mysteries was rebooted. In a more faithful way it made me think of the fact that they brought back america's most wanted last year oh and like had the same sort of deal like it looked like it was lifted from the 90s it was i think elizabeth vargas like walking around a call center hosting it wow and doing the whole thing and it was like a complete flop and canceled like automatically really yeah so i wonder if you know america has moved on but chrissy has not I would yeah. s- I, I watched it. I DVR'd it and uh, watched all of it, but it didn't come back.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, because like this also feels like how movie trailers have evolved where the joke always used to be that guy going in a world where yeah. blah blah blah. And now movie trailers speak for themselves. They have True. trailer lines where a character will just go like, Are you saying we have to go to the past <laughs> to so- to save m- me? Yeah. and like the movie just tells you what it's going to be
1: or what have you done with my friend <laughs> my favorite oh, 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 that is
0: from rampage that is a great trailer line wow <laughs> that is a throwback
1: that's the rock talking about a giant lizard or no, no about giant gorilla a,
0: a big ape yeah. yeah 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 what did you do to my friend
1: <laughs> his best friend
0: his best friend <laughs> it would be great if the line was um Because you're right, friend is silly. He should have said, what have you done to my ape? (laughs) (laughs) I would prefer that. Um, But yeah, so like in this, host is silly. That's old fashioned. Mm -hmm. So now it's somebody being like, well, I moved to Nevada when I was... Three? No, I think it was four. Yeah. Then, like sometimes there's text on screen to explain context, but mostly you're just left with like what people are saying. Yeah. And then editors have Frankenstein together this story out of things that they've said. And it's right. like both a feat and just so characterless uh-huh to me but <laughs> yeah. whatever that that really is that that colored my entire thing but it has nothing to do well, with understandable the actual yeah material of the the show yeah so what do you want to talk about first you want to talk about something in the sky or do you want to talk about paranormal rangers
1: i think paranormal rangers okay Hmm. i love this yeah it's awesome i wish this was its own tv show altogether
0: i i think i'd be shocked if it wasn't discussed or isn't happening or something. This is fodder for a show.
1: It's so cool. So it's following these two partners who are rangers on a Navajo investigation, and they sort of just fell into being the two guys who would go ahead and research anything that falls out of the normal purview of law enforcement, which ends up being a lot of, like, UFO stuff, ghost stuff. Shapeshifters and um, hearing these two guys sort of explain their cases to the viewer, which is a-, a really interesting yeah, they are the men in black,
0: right? Of uh, what is described as Navajo Nation, which well, I guess they're not is an a really area
1: cleanup guy. I wouldn't call them the men in back black, just because they're not the cleanup guys or anything, they're just right. in there, like scratching their heads along with you, being like, huh, what can I do? do about this? I guess I'm just here to document it, essentially.
0: For that reason, it doesn't maybe lend itself to its own show, because you're right, there's not a lot of action to be Wrong, but the cases themselves are probably really interesting.
1: Right, maybe the show is just them going through their case files and them acting as hosts and then throwing to reenactments of the cases that they're telling us about.
0: Yeah, I'm dying for a silly reenactment on this. This is not Unsolved Mysteries the way I've known it. Yeah. It's fine that it's this and people seem to like it, but this is not the show that I want it to be. No, for sure not. And weirdly, it's all like a lot of original people. The guy who directed the Something in the Sky episode mm-hmm. directed old episodes oh, of really? Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, that's Which cool. is, like, I love that it is still sort of, like, in the purview of people who've been part of the series for a long time, I guess. But it's just wild. It just does yeah. not feel like that. Yeah. So I found out that Netflix has their own website. I don't think anybody knows this.
1: <laughs> What's it? Can you remind me what the name is? Tutum? I do know this. Yeah, I do know that. Tutum. Yeah, when, um... We had an episode that I don't remember whether it lives on the main feed or Patreon, but where I was researching Stranger Things, like, uh, oh, it's on the main feed. RPGs. It's okay. about RPGs, and I was researching Stranger Things RPGs, and I was on the Teudum website. ARGs. ARGs. Sorry. Alternate
0: reality games. All right. So, oh, RPGs,
1: yeah. role player game. Yeah. So
0: Netflix has their site Teudum, which evidently is their own website t-u-d-u-m right where they post information about their own shows Mm -hmm. i
1: think there's also something like netflix candy that's another thing
0: I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So they this is their synopsis and it's largely what you just said, but this is like straight from the horse's mouth sort of. Mm-hmm. The Navajo Rangers patrol and protect the 27,000 square mile reservation spanning portions of Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah. In 2000, Stanley Milford Jr. and Jonathan Redbird Dover, whose job descriptions typically include land protection, search and rescue and evacuations, received a new intriguing assignment. Investigating reports of paranormal activity on the Navajo Nation. Yeah. Which is, I, I love that that is like a job that you can have, or it'll it, obviously, it's part of their responsibilities. It's right. Not, you don't get to just be the paranormal yeah. ranger in and of itself.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's quite the volume for that. But basically, they got, they essentially got stuck with it. Like, these weren't guys. Who were super passionate about this to begin with, and right. so they naturally gravitated toward these cases. They were regular rangers, who I think responded to a case one day or something, and then whoever's above them was like, "Oh, you guys do these from now on," and they were oh like, "Okay."
0: That's the show. All right, I just <laughs> figured it out. It's not a. It's not. It's not maybe a reality show. Mm-hmm. It's a fiction show.
1: Yeah. Where.
0: Cops are constantly, you know, they've got so many, too many responsibilities, depending on who you're talking to. Uh huh. Someday, the the chief comes and says to a couple of them all right, I've got a new assignment for you guys. You're in charge of the ghost ghosts. division. Yeah. You know? yeah, and, and they're like, I don't know what to do. And they're out of their depth. It's yeah. like Reno 911.
1: <laughs> isn't? There but with
0: sh- paranormal.
1: Remember there was a show a couple of years ago with Adam Scott and Craig Robertson? <gasps> Is yeah. that what was happening? May-
0: I forgot that existed. Were they
1: ghosts or was that? No, I don't think they were. I feel like I can see them in like FBI-esque outfits, but they investigate ghosts. I think you're right. Craig yeah. Robinson,
0: ghost ghosted Uh uh-huh it was a sitcom oh this is weird right former missing persons detective Leroy Wright is a skeptic who doesn't believe aliens exist unlike true believer Max Jennifer who is convinced his wife was abducted by such beings against all odds the two find themselves forced to work with each other when at low points in their lives they're both recruited by Captain Ava Laffrey a take no prisoner's former Air Force test pilot and head of the Bureau Underground, a secret government organization investigating paranormal cases. Laffrey and her staff support Leroy and Max as they look into unexplained activity and keep Earth safe. Hm. Uh,
1: All right, so you know, pretty
0: close. Pretty close.
1: A um, mere hop skip and honest. jump from the story of the Paranormal Rangers.
0: There were only sixteen episodes. Yeah. And uh Tough stuff. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I like the idea of it being like. You have no choice but to become You've a You've
1: been assigned a, a to go, this. Yes.
0: Yes. This is what you're gonna do now.
1: It's something that's like a passion project and like a crazy, like deep belief for a lot of people, but you just have to do it. It's just part of your job. You now. don't want anything to whatever do with, with it. Whatever you
0: think of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And probably the deep belief people are a pain in your ass. <laughs> like yeah, they're Probably right. always telling you how to do your job or something.
1: Yeah, you're just trying to write down like factual stuff or I, whatever. All I'm supposed to
0: write down is there was a ghost here. I can't bust it. Yeah. I don't know right. what
1: to do. No, and they even joked about how when they got assigned that they were like, Cool, we're the X Files. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. Or Mulder and Scully. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then it seems kind of dry. hmm I don't know.
1: What do you think? I didn't feel that way. I was into it the whole time.
0: Wow, all right. Yeah. They talk about Bigfoot. Right. There was a case where a woman was being...
1: Well, I don't know if we're thinking of the same thing. Are you thinking of the, the woman who answered her door? Yes. Yeah, so th- this woman was just like hanging out at home or something. And I guess heard something at the door and answered the door and described... Basically Bigfoot, like a, a gigantic hairy thing. But she said it wasn't, like, built like you, Bigfoot usually is, like super muscly and stuff. She said that it seemed like it was kind of, like, gaunt. And, um... Yeah, it came to the door and I think eventually went away. I think she like looked at it right. and they just sort of stared at each other and she was freaked out and maybe just closed the door and that was the end of it. And she's in the episode, but she she is in the sort of like classic 90s Unsolved Mysteries or other shows um, like Shadow, so that you don't yeah, see who she right. is and she wants to remain anonymous because she knows that it sounds ridiculous.
0: Yes, that comes up a lot in both of these episodes. The idea Mm. of like, I don't want to, I never wanted to tell my story and or, I'll tell it now, but with anonymity. Yeah. Because people will think I'm a crazy person. Right. Like that clearly is still a big thing that people are dealing with. Yeah. But weirdly in an age where, and granted we're guide to the unknown. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, if the average person feels this way. But there's so much coming out all the time about at least UFOs. Maybe oh, not yeah. about Bigfoot. Right. Where you'd be like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's been confirmed that there are things that we don't know yeah. what they are flying around. So yeah, uh, constantly. Maybe you're not that crazy.
1: Who knows? I mean, and also it seems, <clears throat> like, it seems like there are enough encounters and sightings that it necessitated um, assigning these two guys to cover them yeah. like there's a lot going on in the area that they cover and albeit the area they cover is massive like it's a it's a, a humongous place to be servicing um so it's not like it's all in a tiny you know little town and it's like 10 people right. every month or something but like it happens enough that it could make you wonder like is there something to this yeah you know, where are true. They seeing
0: yeah I I, I also got the feeling watching this, though, where I'm like, all it is is, like, it's just so much, maybe. It's like 45 minutes of people going, and this happened, and that happened, and I saw this, and somebody told me that. Mm -hmm. And there is no voice of rebuttal. Yeah. There is nobody on the show to say, like, well, actually, um, there have been sightings in this area because bog gas my favorite go-to. Of course. Like, whatever. Like, there's just not a person to... When we covered Unsolved Mysteries like a month or two ago, we did spontaneous human combustion.
1: Yeah, they have a, a, a skeptic.
0: A skeptic was there and he said, I Joe think Nickel. Mystery mongers should shut up and <laughs> right. get a life. And he was like right. way too aggressive. Mm-hmm. But at least it lent voice to not just being like, Yeah, Bigfoot's real and yeah. he's in Navajo Nation.
1: Yeah. Like No, it's it's true. I mean, it seems like this. Like reboot of Unsolved Mysteries is way more interested in rather than giving like a full three sixty view of yeah. any given situation. Um, interested in telling a person's story and a person's experience of whatever the situation is, because it's certainly the case in the other episode that we'll talk about something in the sky, and also the couple true crime episodes that I saw. It's really just like the person who dealt with it telling their story yeah so i guess that's an i mean i hadn't thought about it but now that we're analyzing it this way it seems to be a deliberate angle that they're taking Mm -hmm. and i really enjoy the old way unsolved mysteries operates but i guess i didn't miss the lack of it watching this new kind
0: yeah I, i i can see that i don't know i i just felt like for me you know i go into a lot of these things and i'm skeptical right off the bat Mm -hmm. so for me 45 minutes of them just saying like wild hard to believe if not wholly unbelievable stories Mm -hmm. one after another after another at a certain point my mind just goes yeah but i don't believe in this right and then from that point on to whenever the credits are going to roll it's just a mush of like People lying to me this is uh-huh. how it feels. You know, uh-huh. I'm just like I don't believe any of this happens. So yeah, yeah, there's just a whole lot of one take on everything exists. Yeah, you know, it's just a little, it's just a little weird. I, I need another opinion or something because all i I know that I've already poo pooed a whole lot, mm. but there's nothing that I can do as we talk about these other things. If like there's
1: nothing c- you can do when you have to poo poo.
0: <laughs> that's true. But like you bring up if you bring up any of these other things like when coins
1: start yeah. appearing,
0: yeah. I just have to go like, well, I don't believe that.
1: <laughs> I know. I, w- what must have been There's going on? There's almost nothing I, to say. I don't know.
0: When you just don't believe. Yeah. So the case was that they, well, I don't remember what place they went to. It was remember? an
1: office building that they were investigating like a, a haunt, like a poltergeist situation okay. in.
0: And coins, they heard the sound of a coin falling. Yeah. At first, I think it was one coin, mm-hmm. right? And they, when they found it, they could not figure out where it had fallen from. And then they heard another coin. Yeah. And another. And another. And by the end of this thing, coins are falling onto one of their heads. Right. Like they bent over to pick up one coin yeah. and a bunch of other coins Doink. fall on them. And uh one of them picks up like it looks like the container you use at the drive-thru at the bank. Uh-huh. It's like a pneumatic tube, like a funk, yeah. one of those things or the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's of sort of a tube and it's capped at both ends. Right. And it's filled with coins. Yeah. And he keeps it in this containment unit. He goes, these are all the coins from that day. Right. And he holds up a tube of coins. Like, I'm supposed to... Th- th- what do you do when you look at a tube of coins like that? <laughs> what do I do? Well, because I just look at it and I go, like... But how... I don't know. You just put coins in a tube. <laughs> it doesn't... Having them in the a fancy tube... Yeah. Doesn't lend the story more credence somehow. Because you have a, a silly tube. No. A special containment.
1: No. No. No, certainly not. I, I don't know. I didn't even think that. I mean, maybe it's just me. I just didn't even think of it as a special containment. I, I guess I was, just, I was like, oh, he just kept the coins. Like I was like, oh my god, the coins! Thank God he's got them in there. Well, I was wait, just like, oh, did, it's the, this guy's coins. Why is it even significant? Just spend them. I don't know. Well, it's just significant to him because he's saying that they rained down upon him. I guess. So for him, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't even think of them as like whoa. Yeah, these are the when
0: when you're not. When you're not on the ride. Yeah. And you. And you, even against your own wishes, are sitting there with your arms folded. Yeah. You just start being like, why a, tu- why a special tube? And <laughs> I don't know if why- there's a what's reason. What's the worth of like even being like, camera people, here, come here. I'm going to show you the tube full of coins. And the camera people well. are going, like, i got to get a shot of this. <laughs>
1: like, what's like, insignificant? No, that makes total sense to me. He's te- if you're going to show the story about the coins, and it turns out the guy happens to have what he says are all the coins, why not get a shot of the coins?
0: I don't know. If I, if I even had the camera there, I'd be yeah. like... Somewhere in the back of my head, I'd be like, "What if he just said that?" But you're
1: that? making a show. If he says you want to see the coins, you go, "No."
0: You're making a show about it. I know. That's that's. I guess that is also sort of my problem. In a nutshell, as far it's like, it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Right. That like anything he says to me, I'm gonna have to shoot it. Anything he says to me, we're gonna have to edit it into the show. Right. And it's gonna have to go out there as if it's a fact or evidence or something. It's just like, it it could be, if he were to show me a piggy bank (laughs) and say, these are the coins from that day. (laughs) And it's not. Right. It carries the exact same importance. Yeah. Even if it's made up, as long as he didn't tell us it's made up. Right. I, I just... I struggle with these things I know. as entertainment.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure a ton of people do. Um
0: I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about from this? Because I, I love the premise of these guys being tasked with doing paranormal yeah. stuff. And I have a lot of reactions from people. Uh-huh. And I actually I found some really cool stuff about these episodes online.
1: Yeah. Sure. I mean, uh i guess i would like to mention that they subscribed to the interdimensional bigfoot theory Mm. which i thought was fun i also really like that theory um i listened to a podcast that john redbird dover was on to prepare for this to see if i could find any like additional nuancey sorts of things it was called blurry creatures it was a cool podcast And um, he filled in, like, a little bit about the office exorcism, excuse me, the office coin falling thing, basically. yeah. He said that they did what they did, and nothing really changed at first. There was still, like, a lot of activity there. And then... Well, What would they do? I don't remember. Well, they just investigated or something. I don't know why it would change. I think I'm phrasing it wrong. It's not like them being there to, like, be cops for the coins would, like, stop the coins. I
0: am sort of at a loss of what it is that...
1: I think they're just in... Well, so I'm mushing together slightly the show and the podcast I listen okay. to. Like, what do cops do? You know what I mean? They show up, depending on what the thing is, and they take... It's not all they do, but they take notes and they document it. A lot, yes. So I think that these guys show up to these things, assess whether there is anything actionable here, and if there is something actionable, go along that path. If not, document it and... So the person knows that they are heard and their issue is on the record, and then they move on to whatever their next task is. The cops,
0: it's like, um, or the rangers. It, it makes me think of uh, the SCP Foundation, which yeah. we, which we did on the show previously, where it's like all of this paperwork, yes, on uh, paranormal things, where it's like, don't look at this doll, right, right, and then it's like, why? Oh, because it'll kill you. All right, right. But here, it almost plays like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That house, their coins falling out. Why? Yeah. Oh, we don't know. Okay, well, what's going on over there? Yeah, over there, somebody saw a skinwalker. Well, what did it want? That's just the thing. We don't know. (laughs) Like, there's it always ends with we don't know, (laughs) you know?
1: But they don't know. So better to say that than to make something up, even if it's less entertaining. Because this is, it seems like this is these dudes and their community is real life.
0: In cell 42, there's a toilet that uses you. Okay, what does that mean? That's just the thing. <laughs> we we don't know.
1: <laughs> We're not sure. Well, for SCP, that's funnier. Cause we don't it's know about anything. fiction, so you could make up anything. What's the diff? Right. But this is, like, this they, is fact. they don't know. Right. They don't know. So anyway, so they had visited this place, and then somehow he heard, that uh, like, through the grapevine or, like, helped... Um, get a priest in to do an exorcism and he said that the priest came in and did an exorcism and that the activity lessened for a while and then picked back up um so again there's no there's no finish to that that's just a little bit more of what happened that you don't see in the episode
0: that's interesting yeah do you think a priest do you think a person conducting an exorcism has to believe in god for it to work or is it the rote mechanics? I would think so. Could you just read the Bible and splash holy water and the mechanics of it are there? So
1: I, d- I doubt it. My understanding about these uh, mystical things is that intention is huge. Right. So yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, th- I mean, you know, maybe it works somewhat because there are also degrees to this. You know what I mean? So it's he said that the activity lessened after the exorcism it didn't just completely stop or just completely keep going at the same you know volume yeah um so i don't know maybe if you don't believe but you go through the rote mechanics maybe there's like a splash of helping yeah but it would certainly be more effective if you were putting you know belief into it that's interesting that's that's yeah
0: that's a that's very fascinating yeah it's a good rebuttal
1: um do you want to tell me what you found? You saw.
0: Yeah, I oh, found I? out that Netflix does something pretty awesome with this show. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> if you go to the Netflix Tudem yeah. site, whatever, <laughs> each each episode seems to have its own Tutum page, uh-huh. and at the bottom they'll link to like to see more of this episode. Click here, and it links to a Dropbox. Oh, not even to just like another website under Netflix's control, just a Dropbox with yeah. files
1: like your and coworker folders. sends you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so each episode has additional materials.
1: That's cool. Which I love. Yeah. So I'm surprised to hear that. I I I feel like they should, I don't know, advertise that a little bit more. Like put it on the screen at the end the same way that that they put like, has something paranormal happened to you? Go to XYZ.
0: Right. Because they are taking like, if you've had something uh, unexplained happen, you can submit it to them. Yeah. For them to do like a future episode or something, mm-hmm. but so yeah, they're also giving out these documents. It, it was it's exactly like when we did Scream's, the new Scream movie, Scream all new movies marketing, and it led to like a Dropbox. Oh right, in game materials sort of.
1: Yep, those so on Patreon.
0: For for this episode, it was mostly video files, Hmm. which is substantial. It's like several gigs worth of material. Some of it was almost like deleted scenes. So, um, you know, one of them was uh, Jonathan Redbird Dover talking about finding um, orbs, Mm -hmm. following orbs, like, through the woods. But a couple of them, I I really sort of, like, leaned in and was a little interested in from, like, a spooky standpoint. Hmm. One purports to be the sound of Bigfoot, like, roaring in the forest. Oh, cool. And you click it, and the video is just black. So it's it's really an audio file with video attached for whatever reason.
1: You're probably more familiar with clicking play on a video.
0: True. So it's just black screen, but then you just hear like, Rawr! and it's like, I don't know, 30 seconds long yeah. of an ambiguous roar. Yeah. Whatever. I loved it. I loved it. That's awesome. And then the next uh, uh, video that I was really interested in was, I think it was at the, it was another part of their Bigfoot segment. Mm-hmm. Somebody thought they were seeing Bigfoot on their property. Okay. Uh, whatever. This is like almost like a ring doorbell cam type thing. Yeah. And it's looking onto a little courtyard and uh it's maybe eight seconds long Mm -hmm. and a a big thing just like basically blinks into existence in the middle of this courtyard yeah and then after a couple of frames it almost like fades away that's awesome and then the the video plays again but it slowed it down this time slows things down for a better look yes but because there was no in this instance there's no There's no context. They they didn't put on the screen, here's why you're listening to this clip, or here's why you're watching this clip. You just watch it. Yeah. And there's another document somewhere that'll explain the context. Mm -hmm. But if you ignore that, it's just like finding a scary video that somebody sent you. It was really, really neat. It must and have so, felt like
1: just stumbling onto something that you weren't supposed to see. It like did. Like there was a back-end problem that you were benefiting from.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I loved it more than right, the show. Right, which is show. awesome. Right. I loved just being like, yeah, we made a whole documentary. Also, here, just look at this. Right. Purported to be evidence. Yeah, that's super cool. And deleted extended scenes, I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Yeah. So much, like, want to copy it.
1: Yeah, it's super loved cool. It.
0: Um, and then I, uh, and then I went on Reddit to look at people's reactions to the episode.
1: Yeah, I did that too.
0: You did that? Mm-hmm. So I copied down a few that I thought were interesting or significant or funny. Yeah. So, uh, this was posted by I am new to Reddit, haha. <laughs> the coins story really scared me because of the probability of all the coin. Oh, they say all the coins landed heads up. Right. Which, uh, John took to mean somebody being like heads G- giving up giving you a heads up yeah I'm giving you a heads
1: up it was stanley this happened to
0: uh oh, okay uh the coins uh the coin story really scared me name. because the probability of all the coins landing heads up is really low and the fact that it happened again in his house later wtf it's <laughs> funny um WTF indeed and so was, he was talking really about the probability of all the coins landing heads up Like right. that's incredibly unlikely but then somebody responded and said so a lower probability than let's say making up this up <laughs> <laughs> like, it's incredibly more likely that it was yeah. fabricated than anything else <laughs> um wow underscore no thank you said the most interesting part of this episode was when they tracked oh this was wild Somebody said there was a skinwalker mm-hmm. running alongside of their car.
1: Yeah, it was Stanley.
0: Okay, and uh, they described it as um, looking like a, <laughs> a a greyhound. Yeah, but it was all white. Yep, like, they're all white greyhounds.
1: I I guess honestly, I thought that it was like its body shape was like a greyhound, where it has that like it's skinny and has that like barrelly chest that goes into like an extreme curve. I heard
0: it as like it looked like a greyhound, but But it it couldn't have been because it was white. We know Uh greyhounds are gray. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But uh,
1: I guess it's also colored by them later talking about how it looked like it was like sponge painted white.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm getting this mixed up. There, was, I think I'm getting this mixed up. There was that woman who also saw a ball of light chasing her in
1: her mm-hmm. car. Yeah,
0: that's a separate thing. Yeah, two, I forgot two different car things. One was yep. a skinwalker, and that just to wrap that up, the explanation for that sort of was like. Uh, he went home, told his dad, and his dad was like, oh, I think what you experienced was a skinwalker. Mm -hmm. That means somebody was seeking to do harm to our family. Yeah, Somebody controls a skinwalker and sends it after you. Right. Which is an interesting, scary notion.
1: Yeah, you know, that was something that uh, John Redbird Dover talked about a lot on this Blurry Creatures podcast was basically his understanding of what skinwalkers are. And he was saying that they are like they are human and that a choice was made to turn into that. And to make that happen to yourself, you have to go through extreme rituals and chants that are very specific. And it's like a whole process. That's interesting. And um, so he said that when they're skinwalkers, a hundred percent of the time, it's a normal like human who has done something to make themselves go into that form. Wow. And that other people can be like, I guess if, if it was something like if a skinwalker attacks and sort of like catches somebody who's already human, they are given the choice whether to become a skinwalker themselves or they can die or one of their family members has to die. Whoa. And. Um, and yeah, that there's just sort of he, at least his understanding of it, was laying out this sort of rule set for it that I had never heard before. And yeah, it was never very heard interesting. That. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that bartering process. Mm-hmm. Don't take me, take a family member. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And his understanding of it was that it's usually all very nefarious.
0: It'd be awesome if it was like, you know, the thing came for you, right? Mm-hmm. And you go, no, no, no. Don't take me, take Will. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then it and comes like, to me, and I go, Scott Free. And I go, oh, I know what to do. Take Kristen. I send it Dad. right back, right? You can't, uh,
1: well, maybe we can keep this scheme going forever. Forever? Yeah. So and it has to keep...
0: Avoid. It's always somewhere in between our two houses.
1: Right. We never have to turn.
0: Never. Yeah. Okay. I'm done with that. <laughs> so, all right. This other thing was uh, somebody saw a ball of light yeah. following their car, then speeding up, then slowing to a stop and whatever. They try to track the path of this ball of light around her car at some mm-hmm. point. And they decide... The path of it would be going through her head or right. somehow triangulating. It's focused on her head.
1: They are they do almost an EMF meter or actually an EMF meter, I can't remember, but they find spots on her car that have more concentrated, if it's an EMF, let's say it is, more concentrated electromagnetic activity. And one of them is at, like, the front right of her car. And then the other is right behind where oh, okay. the driver's side door is. So then they suppose that there's, like, a diagonal that was going through the car in some way and hitting both of those spots. And that's why those act- there's, like, that active stuff there. Okay. And that would be going through her head, yes.
0: Interesting. So she also describes waking up the next day with an intense headache mm-hmm. or something like shortly thereafter. Yeah. So this is what Duke thought. That story seemed like the most easily explainable to me. She said she woke up with a terrible migraine. So it seems like maybe the night before she could have been having an ocular migraine slash an aura. Right. Which is a precursor to a migraine. Mm-hmm. I've gotten those many times where mm-hmm. your vision blurs or fuzzes out or literally it looks like static yeah like colorful static yeah um uh i don't know just something to pay attention to for sure uh because lastly as also pointed out by dog jim is kind (laughs) he quotes her by saying uh evidently this is she says these things almost back to back i it was the worst migraine i'd ever had i read this too and then she quickly says i've never had a migraine before in my life yeah So if you've never had so one, it's contradiction in telling a story. So I don't know. But if you've never had a migraine, and then you experience a visual Mm -hmm. aura thing, yeah, and you're driving like and you're predisposed to believing in the paranormal, Mm -hmm. you might be like I'm seeing a ball of light instead of being like my vision. Well, we don't know her deal.
1: Maybe she's not predisposed. Of course. Yeah,
0: you're right. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, (laughs) if we're
0: going with like things that. I don't know about probability. Certainly. It feels more likely when you're talking about a migraine and you saw a ball of light. Yeah, and you don't. You've never had a migraine before, so you might not have had experience with something like totally. that in the past. Totally, it makes a lot more sense to me that way.
1: Yeah, totally. That's all. Do those? And this. This is a general question. It's not like even disputing that. Do um do auras and stuff happen that long before a migraine like actually hits? Because it sounded like she the next day she got a horrible migraine.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. know. For me, I remember. It's been a while. I had a, I had a
1: migraine the other day, but mm. I did It was like almost like a weird low grade migraine or something. I, think not, I had I had one since last night. Ugh. <laughs> I took like a million things today. My uh, liver's probably pissed. Yeah. But
0: Um. But uh, when I used to get them pretty constantly, um, it would usually be I'd be like at my desk at my old job, mm. and I'd see my vision start to blur, and I'd basically be like, "All right, it's gonna take me forty five minutes to get home." Right. I've got. Maybe just enough time to get there before my head's gonna explode.
1: Right. No, that's, I mean, I i don't get um, visual stuff with them, but the things I do get, it's like an hour before or something. And it sounds yeah. like this was like 12 hours at a minimum. So I don't know. Cause it was like her driving home one night and yeah. then the next day she had a bad migraine.
0: Without Googling it, so I'm, I'm gonna say that you can have a visual phenomenon and then even like days later you get the migraine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm,
1: I'm sure that's true. I'm sure it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all right so that is that episode yes that's the paranormal rangers episode which is a great
0: great like i love that this is something that these guys are doing out there it's it's like amazing that this is somebody's i know
1: well they were laid off they're not doing it any longer oh i learned that on the podcast oh i know they they like were laid off into retirement basically
0: oh all right well hopefully that's been nice for them on some level
1: sounds like uh it sounds like at least john was enjoying it good that's Good good for you john Um, So before we move on to, you know, semi-briefly talking about the other episodes, Something in the Sky, um, we just want to touch down on our Patreon. We mentioned it before. You can go to patreon.com slash gttupod, where you can choose from a number of different tiers for whatever suits you Mm -hmm. and then you can get up to an extra episode every single week of will and i talking because we have a weekly podcast called the netherworld dispatch that comes out on mondays
0: yep so this past monday like i said unsolved mysteries Mm -hmm. you can actually hear the show on the show and we watch it with you yeah and it's a really wild story where we research some stuff outside of what dennis farina had to present to us
1: it was pretty fun it's super neat and we also have a discord that you get to join when you come over to patreon that has a ton of awesome listeners of the show in it talking about stuff every single day on top of the regular weekly bonus episodes we have video game playthroughs and commentaries and all sorts of like bonus bonuses over there mm-hmm. so go check out patreon.com slash gttupod it helps support the show it helps keep us going and it is so appreciated and we hope you feel that when you dig into those thank you bonuses
0: i've seen some nice things from people in the past couple weeks somebody was sharing with somebody else on on discord or on facebook or somebody just being like the patreon is so worth it oh i know I I was so, that like, we put a lot of work into the patreon yeah. and, and try to make sure that there's, like. there's consistency and mm-hmm. interesting stuff so i really i really hope that you guys enjoy it check it out patreon.com yeah. slash pod. yeah um i also wrote a new story the other day i call it content i literally posted online somebody give me a like on whose line just mm-hmm. being like give me a profession somebody yeah. give me a profession they do a little scene um i took uh feedback and somebody said mukbang youtuber
1: uh-huh you know what that is? I do. It's just where somebody sits down, and eats like a ton of food, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people do it in, uh, I guess, in a moderated sort of healthy way. Okay. Um, but I know ones that are uh, really awful. <laughs> I've seen ones that are like people just gorging on
1: food. I've never like sat and really watched one. Neither I've seen have that I. one where that one guy doesn't. Guy like. Something happens. There's bad. I, There's an event. It feels, There's a gastrointestinal event. Oh, really? During somebody doing a mukbang. And that I've seen.
0: I don't, I don't like the name mukbang. <laughs> I know it's Korean. It, right. it literally means food show. Right. Eat show, I think. Anyway. Anyway. A story immediately popped into my head. I randomly selected a prompt, um, and I, I regretted the story I thought of, and then I wrote it, and I literally felt kind of queasy. <laughs> so go check it out. The MythDrop.com. I was afraid com. to read it, honestly. It grosses me out. Yeah. It, it's less, it's more the implication of things, because mm-hmm. I wrote it, and I couldn't stomach it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's more the implication. Sure. Um, but it, go, it's out there. <laughs> it's called content. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Good god.
1: <laughs> like it's it's challenging material and it's really it's actually important it's something to, to challenge yourself. It, it's
0: something to chew on. <laughs> it's disgusting.
1: Uh all right, so let's chew on this other episode. Yes. Something in the sky. Something in the sky. Now, thoughts, William. I I think my my thought my broad thoughts are kind of the same as before, generally like I like this. This is fun for me to watch. What do you think?
0: Uh I I think it's I think it's pretty you know, uh, same. I, I think it's I think it's interesting enough. Mm-hmm. I think um, something... Did it
1: tickle you more or less?
0: I was so into the premise of Paranormal Rangers and the yeah. idea that these guys were tasked with...
1: <laughs> you like the promise of the premise. I
0: love the promise of the premise. I love that. Yeah. And then Something in the Sky is somewhat of a conventional UFO mm-hmm. story. And I think it's actually something that we've maybe... Seen before touched on in passing or or
1: something, I think a lot of them just sound very similar. That could be the case, too. So, I because I don't think that we've touched on this. This they don't refer to it as this in the episode, but um, this area is also referred to as the Michigan Triangle. Okay, love a triangle, and we've not covered this one.
0: Maybe we will someday.
1: (laughs) Maybe we will, but my point is, I understand why you would think that because a lot of UFO stories sort of mush together, they're going to have the same general so beats.
0: You just you just reminded me. The first time that I tried to watch the shows for this episode, mm-hmm. I was with Allie and I was like, hey, I, I have to watch Unsolved Mysteries for the show this week. Yeah, She was like, sure, put it on. And within, I'm going to say, <laughs> three minutes, she was like, I've seen this one before.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and I went, no, you haven't. This is brand new. And she goes, no, I've seen this one before. And I knew exactly what the problem was. It's what yeah. you just described yeah, they all feel the same. <laughs> they all run together.
1: Yeah, it is I can very see
0: that. hard to distinguish one unsolved mysteries documentary format esque mm-hmm. show about aliens from another. Certainly, certainly the unsolved mysteries one, as I've described it, is beautifully shot. It is a uh, masterfully constructed. Yeah, it is also samey in the extreme, mm-hmm. and I had doubts as well. We yeah. we debated a little bit and I was like, no, this is new. And then I did have to back out of the menu to confirm because I yeah. wasn't sure. <laughs> That's how – you can call that maybe the worst possible review. <laughs> Even worse than being like, I don't like it, is being yeah. like – I think I've seen this before. no impact separate from anything else I've ever witnessed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like the people who are experiencing these things are what jump out to me the most. Because otherwise, it's just constantly like seeing lights in the sky Mm -hmm. over and over in different states, whatever.
0: And again, another reason why I would love for this to be one of several things in a single episode. Because there are 80 different ways of describing, yeah, we saw lights in the sky
1: this one night. I guess that's true, but I want to hear the ways. Okay, you know, like I I liked hearing from these ladies who saw it. I like being in their little cluttered kitchens. Yeah, um, I like that too. Yeah, I like I, I, too. I enjoy hearing it from different perspectives, but I also see how it's like. Yeah, I'm hearing the same story from different perspectives.
0: So get this. But, yeah, I saw it too, <laughs> right.
1: and I also don't know. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. So
0: here is the Netflix description from. Tudum. Again, <laughs> does anybody know about this website's ex- existence? The official it Netflix description. It must be Tudum,
1: right? Could it be anything? L-
0: t- T-U-D-U-M. Tudum? <laughs> I don't know. Tudum. Tudum.
1: Oh, I think it's Netflix Tudum.
0: I know what we should do. We should make a new site called Tudum <laughs> yeah. where we describe our shows. That's I can't believe right. it's not just Netflix.com
1: there's got i Flash mean there's Why a reason it have
0: to be Tutum? I don't know. i'm gonna Some look a separate it up. platform
1: there is a reason no
0: <laughs> so here's. i'm the- not saying
1: it's a good reason but everything <laughs> has a reason there's a reason that this has happened what
0: because is, we there, can.
1: is there a company that like acquired so, netflix called tutum tutum I
0: don't know. or did netflix be like we gotta buy this simple blog <laughs> <laughs> right gotta own it what must this be so um Here's their official description of the episode. On the evening of March 8, 1994, more than 300 calls flooded into 911 dispatch to report strange lights in the sky along the eastern shore of Lake Michigan. The hovering objects appeared to be either round or cylindrical, with different colored lights. Eventually, callers said they headed out over the lake. A radar operator from the National Weather Service watched the movements of these UFOs for hours and confirmed the reports. In the decades since the sightings, witnesses and investigators are no closer to solving the mystery than they were in 1994. What were the eerie lights that hovered over the lake? A natural phenomenon? Military aircraft? Or were they aliens from another world?
1: That's the question. I want and Robert I Stark
0: to read that to me at the yeah. start.
1: Yeah. I don't have the answer to that question, but I have an answer to the... What were we calling it? Tutum? Tutum? Tutum. Okay. Okay. What is Netflix to dumb? Yeah. If you've ever watched a Netflix show, you'll instantly recognize the sound that rings at the very start of an episode before the opening titles begin to dumb. It turns out that to dumb is meant to represent the famous two notes ahead of a film or series. And if that's blown your mind, you're definitely not alone. I think that that would have to blow your mind if you know about Netflix to dumb this is, and I don't think many people do. No.
0: Um, that, but that's, still. That's, uh, that's as if 20th Century Fox, which admittedly doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> like their website was Yeah,
1: much longer, <laughs> but yes. What the hell? I, also, I think I'll call it da-dum. Da-dum. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that means.
0: That's insane. Yeah. That's They overthought the... <laughs> the concept, <laughs> I think. Anyway. Perhaps. So, all right. So yeah. the, the idea is there were there were lights, over mm-hmm. 300 calls. Yeah. The bonus features for this episode, there was no right. media. There were a lot of documents. A lot of 911 mm-hmm. um uh transcripts of phone calls. Yeah. Which is really, really cool.
1: Yeah, I really liked the snippets that they played on the shows. People yes. being like, This isn't an emergency. Um, You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm seeing these lights or somebody being like, I know you've probably gotten other calls about this tonight, but I just want you to know I see them in this location or whatever. Um, It just felt because it was very real, the
0: calls. Yeah. And so genuinely, there's nothing that they can do over the course of 45 minutes to leave me with any feeling that I don't already have five minutes in of Mm -hmm. like, what is this? Yeah. And the show has already told you. We don't know. So.
1: (laughs) Right, I don't know. I mean, do, do you feel no wonder at the weather guy tracking it? Like, what the hell is this? I
0: did, I did, and then somebody on Reddit poked a big hole in it oh, that I they can't say. see through anymore. So th- this guy, Jack Bouchong, mm-hmm. I think, he was from the National Weather Service, and he was watching this all happen on radar. These lights, whatever they were, so people would say that, like, the lights are here, and then they split. Yeah. The one light became four separate lights, for example. And Jack Bouchon's big thing is going to be, he watched the radar sweep around. Like, you think about, like, radar in, like, an old movie. Yeah. That line has to go around the big circle before the, the, the radar refreshes again. Right. So when it refreshed, one of the lights was gone. And then it refreshed again, and it reappeared way over here. Yeah. So it moved. He's like, he will say... They had to have been moving, he calculated it, 72,000 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, I immediately thought to myself, well, that radar thing takes a big while to refresh. Yeah. It's like not real time. You're not seeing a thing zip. Yeah. So a light blinked out here, and a different light blinked on over there, mm-hmm. and you thought it was the same thing. Right. So therefore, you're saying for it to get from here to there, it had to be traveling at 72,000 miles an hour. Right. What if they're two different things?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, saying totally. that
0: doesn't explain what the thing is. Yeah, honestly, but it erases the idea of 72,000 miles an hour.
1: For some reason, that part didn't really. Not even just land for me. I don't think about that part because I guess I. I think I honestly thought the same thing where I'm like, well, it just would be a different thing. I don't know. So it might just be a different But thing. just their existence on there.
0: Yes. Is very strange to me. But that's why alien stuff always feels like a death by a thousand paper cuts, where yeah. it's like people might conflate misinformation or misinterpreting information mm-hmm. and then it all becomes this big thing they can move in impossible ways that we've never seen something move yeah. and they're faster than you've ever seen before and we don't know what they look like and this and and it's like well no 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 like you can parse out and be like well, throw the first four things away yeah. and you've got a weird light right and it didn't do anything physically impossible, but we don't know what that, that's more interesting that, to about me. I would say,
1: I'm interested in that. I don't even think about the moving thing, because it just doesn't make sense. The layers of hype and misunderstanding William isn't that just life Kristen it's a metaphor but no it's true though honestly like that that is the way that a lot of things work is that there's sometimes connections that people make that you're just like well that doesn't make sense yeah Uh, even for factual things that are measurable or whatever that are just like what I, I don't get what you're saying there but I understand what this means yeah I kind of feel that way about the radar.
0: That, that is definitely true. So um, somebody also pointed out that I guess, and I didn't pick up on this. He says in the episode that like for something to show up on the radar, mm-hmm. it has to be, it has to like, like the radar, whatever mechanism itself has to be oriented in a particular way at a particular level or an angle or whatever to pick things up. Yeah. So these things could have either gone above or below that space mm-hmm. and just disappeared. Yeah. You know, rather yeah. than disappear, they're just outside the range right. of what that thing can see. Yeah, totally. They also pointed out that this guy works for the National Weather Service, and so he's tracking weather events. He His job has never been to understand how to track vehicles. Yeah. And so he might just be misunderstanding or misinterpreting mm-hmm. the data he's getting because he's usually looking for... Uh, w- I don't know, I'm making this up Waves and wind Yeah, right So he's a, a guy with a close to the right tool set for this job Yeah Maybe misapplying Yeah His granted incredible knowledge that I do not have Yeah, totally But still, maybe just it's not quite right
1: yeah, for um, sure. Although, at this point, though, I would assume because he's kind of gotten involved in like the UFO community that somebody who does have those sorts of tools has, I don't know how this stuff works. I don't know. Can you show somebody else your radar? But has like looked over the data that he was looking at and or something. Th- the, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea if that's true. It's, and is, I'm not hanging my hat on it.
0: There's always going to be the problem that we have. I don't mm-hmm. know either. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, I would, but you're right. Yeah. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. I would that assume that this has been
1: validated by someone some, right. who knows more than us. Right. You
0: want to assume that, I, I but it still like, is an assumption. Because
1: then why would he still be so in it if like, somebody had looked at this and been like, oh, you just don't understand waves. Money, or, I mean, you only understand waves or whatever. The money,
0: the money, What's the money. What's this guy
1: making off this? He's a, This has been a, a 20-year-long endeavor or something. I don't know. And it's like, you know. I don't know. I d I don't know. So I don't know if there's like a huge money trail to follow for John Bouchon. I also tried to find him on podcasts. He's not really making the scene. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Then maybe not. There is also though like there are other there are other currencies than literally money. There's yeah. there's like attention and well, there's yeah, totally. feeling of validity. Yeah, certainly. And I, I I certainly think that those things money, attention, feeling of being special or or more valid yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. I believe without evidence that those are three major factors in every haunting UFO case, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I can't speak to a potential motive, yeah. but I can feel in my gut. <laughs> <laughs> and I can and I can reflect that I'm on shaky ground of like, yeah, why would he be showing this data if it was nonsense? Somebody uh-huh. has to have poked these holes. Yeah. Somebody who knows more than me must have verified some of it, yeah. but I don't know that.
1: I don't know either. I would just assume... But just assume you know what that does. A, a,
0: we know what it did <laughs> right. to us. That's right. <laughs> what it constantly oh, I would does say, to us.
1: Regularly. You know
0: what happens when we constantly assume mm-hmm. <laughs> on this show. I assume
1: people are gonna do the same thing I would do. Of course. Yeah.
0: Of course. But here's here's some like nice comments from from people. I liked this one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, from effective-leg 6749 effective leg. That's good. Um What sets this UFO sighting episode apart from the pack is the consistency of the accounts and the data from the radar, recounted in exacting detail by the scientist. The 911 call reveals how stunned he was as he tracked the objects, and this is someone who studies the skies for a living. I've always leaned toward the idea that we are not alone, but this episode made me a true believer. Hmm. So like people cool. are into this, which is yeah. which is great, and yeah. inter- entertained by it as entertainment, yeah. or into it as some form of uh, somebody saying you're not alone in thinking these. Totally, things.
1: maybe sparking some curiosity for somebody.
0: But even still, just being like the scientist uh, was detail like. Somebody just being confident to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna believe that they know what they're talking about. Wait,
1: what are you saying though? The site slight-
0: they—they're like, all of this drives toward this episode made me a true believer. And here are some of the evidence that they cite. Right, mm-hmm. um, consistency of the accounts. Yeah. So this could mean all the 911 calls. Right. Mm-hmm. People did see something. Yeah. And this is what I enjoy about UFOs. Strip aside the the all the dressed up stuff, everything we've been talking about. Where I'm like, but this could be, but that could be, and you have. 300 phone calls Where people are like What is that Yeah And that's interesting
1: Oh totally And the
0: boots on the ground People living with that Is interesting
1: Yeah definitely So I'm
0: down with that But then there are other evidence here um, uh, uh, They call the guy The scientist
1: Okay Okay which, what, like
0: what guy are they talking about? The the National Weather Service guy.
1: Oh okay, that's all I was asking about. I didn't know who they were referring to.
0: But like just being like, I don't even know who he is, but he's got an important job. Uh-huh. Yeah. So therefore I'm inclined to believe him.
1: Well, but in this case, I mean, the important job is—is is what he says next. Like his job is to study the skies. You know what I mean? Like it seems like somebody who has some credibility in this area. Somebody sees something unknown in the sky. There's a dude whose whole job is the sky. I know. Basically. I know. So it's not quite so random as like, oh, an authority figure told me. I but I think that's part of it. I think I think I do we think do want to trust. Of it, but he is an expert in this somewhat arena.
0: He's an expert in the weather.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but more than any of us are. Now,
0: I know so little that for all I know, anybody (laughs) who's evaluating weather is like, do you understand that I'm like evaluating every cubic centimeter (laughs) of airspace? I know, I think it's like how they joke about- Of course I would pick up on a blah, blah, blah.
1: How they joke about how the weatherman is like the joke of the news team, but like he has to go through like insane schooling and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. right,
0: exactly. Yeah, I don't know. No. I, I don't know. And I'm trusting things that nitpicky Redditors have said because I find myself on the nitpick end and they validate right. my right. bias. Yeah, there's yeah, all, yeah. there's a whole onion of, of validation of and, and an assumption all the way down.
1: Of course, on um, every side of anything.
0: And I thought this was interesting. Teddy Likes You had this to say. What struck me is that this went on for hours. Mm-hmm. Several hundred people saw it and yet no one had a camera lying around? The 911 calls don't lie, but damn, it just seems so weird that although it was 1994, no one had a camera to film it when Hmm. they clearly had time to. Yeah. Wish the episode reflected that.
1: Yeah. And that's an interesting
0: point. There are rebuttals to this point where people are like, right. 1994 consumer grade, true, you know, a big VCR, a Panasonic, yeah, right, handy cam thing up on your shoulder is not going to give you the fidelity required,
1: <laughs> perhaps. But I mean, that is true that there are like hundreds of calls, like, nobody had one.
0: Why is there yeah. not, yeah, that some is weird. sort of a grainy piece of footage in the bonus materials on Dropbox? There's mm-hmm. not.
1: There, there were, yeah, that is strange. There would have to be. But then, so what's the explanation for that? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, they're all in on it? Like, I know. What is, you know? Kevin Smith made
0: clerks in 1993. hmm So I could see Dante <laughs> from...
1: I saw him. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to figure out what my point is. Okay, okay. It's fine, it's fine. Let me think. Hold on. Just you saying that you don't have the point is the answer. <laughs> it's, it's the answer that we needed. It's if fine. If you squint. And yeah. you watch
0: Clerks, you can see Randall.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> what? Wait a minute! Small <laughs> smell toast What are you burning. saying? <laughs> I, don't, I think I'm having an ocular migraine. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, I, 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 get the point of like the camera probably wouldn't do anything, uh-huh. but somebody would well, have. No, had,
1: but yeah, why? Somebody would they?
0: have had to have tried.
1: Yes, that, you, that is. You'd weird. have to. I would think so. And but again, the this. answer is, I don't know. For all I know, I'm like, well, they tried, and it all came out crappy, and that's why it's not on the show. Exactly. The I answer could
0: just be, they did. Right. They and did it, film and it, and it, it looked, sucks.
1: Yeah, it looked like crap, because so nobody junk. uses it. But
0: I, I would know. also assume that if you're recording the footage, there's still the interest of the audio of the Totally, footage, totally. Because people would be like, what is that? What's going on? Yeah. Like, I, I'm already I just gave myself like a chill imagining that feeling mm-hmm. of just like people being like do you see it yeah do you see it and like the camera zooms in a little bit and it like the sky's all yeah. blurry and the camera's moving too fast because they're zoomed in so it's like panning really quickly and trying to land they're like that would really just don't know what it is like whispering in the dark mm-hmm. you would want to put that I know
1: out. that is very 300 strange people,
0: nobody has that yeah that's really weird and then of of course the obvious what is it yeah. I don't know. I poo-pooed every single person's <laughs> involvement. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, don't even. I don't know. <laughs> so what, what was that? I don't know. That's why it's an unsolved mystery. For the Paranormal Rangers, you can at least be, li- at least their episode, even though it was all one thing, it was like, we did a Bigfoot, we did a Skinwalker, we did a ghost, like there's yeah. a bunch of stuff here. It's like 45 minutes of like these lights in the sky. And, and and everybody's sort of interaction with it is like kind of interesting mm-hmm. for human interest.
1: I think or, it's very interesting.
0: But what was that?
1: We, I mean, that's the whole point. That's literally the entire point of this show. There's there's not going to be a resolution to that. You go in knowing it. Did you so, do it? it? It would me. <laughs> it was Kristen. <laughs> oh,
0: there is one other thing to um, to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's a story in the episode where a woman says that
1: they saw a. Water, oh, I know that they they saw like a gigantic column of water shooting into the sky from the ocean.
0: She describes it as being like the height of the sky or like some crazy phrase. Yep, um, and so it was very
1: brief. It was somebody from Mufon recounting somebody else's experience.
0: So I have this. So again, somebody on Reddit linked to this. A Wikipedia page for water spouts. Mm-hmm. This is basically like a tornado that happens yeah. on the on the water. Yep. Now I I looked at this page because I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Like it's it's very scary. like I know that you're a little freaked out by weather. Yeah. Like the idea that like a big tube of I know. water can just all of a sudden be sucked up into the sky or whatever yes. is, is really freaky. I've
1: seen that before, yeah.
0: But I was reading the Wikipedia, because I'm like, as much as it sounds like a water spout, the Wikipedia mm-hmm. is like, it usually happens in tropical areas. I'm like, well, Michigan. Right. But then, they say this. Here's, here, uh, here's a Reddit person quoting that same Wikipedia. Quote, in 2012, as many as nine simultaneous water spouts were reported on Lake Michigan.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Honestly, I think that's a really cool visual and a story. Yeah. Um, I didn't remember that water spouts were a thing, but I figured it was a natural thing. It's that
0: it, it cer- certainly seems like a natural thing. Or very in jarring to see nine aliens did it. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> At the same time, I can
1: imagine that being really, really jarring to see it and making it big. Your mind just making it bigger for you and just
0: being like, I don't even understand. That would
1: scare the hell out of me. So I completely understand.
0: Yeah, but so that that one, the water spout thing.
1: But like seems I seems easy enjoyed... enough to,
0: to sort of like just drop it or something yeah. like that.
1: I enjoyed thinking about it though as like pretending that this is an imaginary thing and what that would look like. I was like, bah. Of course. Yeah.
0: But why isn't there the voice of somebody on the show to say,
1: some guy on Reddit,
0: like in, in minutes is like water spout. You don't have one scientist on the show go like That's not there the way have been. Show is There formatted. have been some phenomenon that blah 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 blah.
1: No, they—they're they're all about just telling the people's stories.
0: I know, but then you just—I I, at least I feel I'm left with nothing but like sort of a bedtime story mm-hmm. of a million spooky things. Yeah, with no promise of even
1: thought. I mean, I—I didn't really think about the rebuttal because I just rebut for myself. Uh- <laughs> Maybe I just want that one guy to just be like these nincompoops. Yeah, right. You, just you get Joe- a life, you losers. Here's Miss <laughs> Joe Nickel. I think
0: I just want Joe Nickel to show yeah. up, kick yeah. the door in, and be like,
1: "You're all a bunch of dummies, right? You mystery mongers." I'm happy to subsist on those bedtime stories. That's fair. I completely hear what you're saying. I
0: totally get it. I 100% yeah. for all my nitpicking. I get it entirely. Mm-hmm. It is it is comforting. I, I talked about like the, using this as a sleep aid. Yeah. But I'm certain that people put a show like this on uh, in bed and, oh, yeah. and do end up drifting off. Like this is a comfort for watch sure. in the extreme.
1: Yeah. Without um, a doubt.
0: Yeah, I just don't think it's a, an awake watch. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope that we are putting you to bed with something to think about over here. <laughs>
0: Tuck in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wherever you are, it might be nine in the morning and you're driving to work, but pull yeah. over and just <laughs> take Set.
1: a nap. Rest those beepers. <laughs> Set a spell with us over <laughs> on old Oak Creek. Oh God, are we doing? <laughs> yeah, little, little home like, companion. Wo- wobe- What's it gone called? stuff. Little home. Prairie home companion. Pra- little, <laughs> yeah.
0: We're the little home companion. Yeah, that's right. Saw a big, big bullfrog. He was also the town's preacher. <laughs> the Loveland Frogman took me out to dinner last <laughs> night.
1: That actually I run, does not make me tired at all. That show just makes me like, uh Turn ah, it off. Ah, Turn it off. I can't take it. Yeah. Um, but that's not us, luckily for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My daddy was a firefly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Things like this. Are you
1: okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> and then the drug ban started.
1: And you could go see that live.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> to be
1: in the audience. What
0: could that be? Somebody who's, like, dragged along on a date, looking around like...
1: Not knowing what it is. If somebody's like, oh, there's this NPR show that they do live. It's been going on for years. It's oh. like a cult favorite thing.
0: Yeah. You're like, oh, okay.
1: Okay, I'll go. Sure. Yeah. And you go, and there's this like.
0: All right, everybody. S- sit back in your seats. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you about a June bug for the next 45 minutes. Right.
1: But- God, what have I done?
0: What is happening? I gotta go. You just say you're going to the bathroom, you
1: never come back. Absolutely. It's a ghosting situation. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah. So, that, so that's our show. That's what we got. That's what we have to present. I hope that you enjoyed it. As we mentioned, you can, if you want to support this endeavor, you can go to patreon.com slash gttupod. You can also visit the online home of Guides the Unknown at gttupod.com. See what we got going on over there. Mm-hmm. And you can find both of us on social media. I am at chillin Kristen.
0: I am at the Myth Traveler. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We hope you had a good time. Uh, let us know what you think about the new Unsolved Mysteries I would yeah. be curious uh, to know, uh, but we'll see you next week for mm-hmm. more spooky stuff to talk about. Until that time comes, we must travel
1: back to the netherworld. Go we.
0: What's a bowl weevil? <laughs> what is that? I
1: don't know. Sounds like something. I think it's a real animal. This guy would. It, say. De- it definitely does sound like something that he would say sat out back and watched the boll weevils yeah. with my
0: grandma. <laughs>
1: I feel like there's like a lot of dusk activities going on yes, a at lot Lake of, Wobegon. Right. Catching, like seeing the first fireflies pl- appear.
0: Yes. Yeah. Catch some fireflies in jars and that's how we'd light our home.
1: Ay ay ay! I
0: grew up in a hollowed log. <laughs> 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 Shared a bed with a badger. <laughs> it all feels like Wind in the Willows or something.
1: Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't. It, it feels somewhat like Wind in the Willows, but boringer and awfuller. God.